Welcome to the Manly Things Podcast. This is Andrew Ross. And this is Justin Bush. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us on this next episode. Episode 10. 10. Episode 10. This is our 10th episode. That's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. Big time in it over here. I feel like we should have a steak or something to commemorate. <laughs> yeah. yeah there we go. We could do it. We should be grilling steaks. Have a barbecue. Hey, there we go. I mean, that's that's a hot topic. Dude, right now I'm just trying to figure out how to get a pool ready to swim in. So There you go. And it's driving me absolutely insane. See, I'm not I'm not ever gonna go there. Dude, I bought chemicals and I put chemicals in and that now it's cloudy. Now I'm trying to figure out how to not make it cloudy again. And I told Sam I'm like, I'm mad that the the water was clear, then I spent a lot of money on chemicals just to make it cloudy. And so now I'm trying to figure out what do I need to do and anyways. Spend some more money. That's probably what you need to do. the pool people were probably like, hey, we're gonna give him this thing that's gonna make it cloudy. He's gonna have to come back. <laughs> gonna sell him this other bottle for two hundred dollars. And oh my gosh, dude, we'll figure it out though. Might as well just uh, throw a bunch of money in that pool and you can swim in all the money that you're spending. <laughs> well, you know, it's like the, Sammy would said. Do you think this weekend we could probably swim in it? Because it's supposed to be like 80s for a couple of days. It'll probably take a while. I told. Oh well, yeah, we have a solar cover for it that we'll put on it. But I think the temperature I checked it was like 65. I'm like, I don't think it's gonna jump 15 degrees in a couple of days. No, no. <laughs> Maybe two weeks. Maybe two weeks with the solar cover if it stays in the 80. Because it looks like it's gonna be like 86 next week. Yeah. Like in climbing, I'm like, if it stays there for the next two weeks, we could swim. Probably not this weekend, but next. Hey, we brought out the water table for the boys tonight. Nice day. Had shirts off, sun's out, guns out. <laughs> Getting that nice tan going, the boys were. and There we go. And uh, playing with the water table. We got the, I'll tell you, Judah, for the last couple of weeks has been like, I want to be on your podcast. I'd be on your podcast, daddy. <laughs> so I think just one day we're going to have to have the boys in here just like, five minutes maybe just do a small blurb that we can cut in because he wants to be on this because they listen to it on the way to yeah. school and back so judah's like i'd be on your podcast all right we will <laughs> we'll have to do that i know jet would be all about it jet jace probably wouldn't have a care in the world but yeah. jet's all about the podcast too <laughs> that's cool we'll, we'll, we'll have to get a man well what so, is no you okay. go first what is new with you okay so, there's a couple cool things that's new with you did I already announced the twin thing, right? Knew we were having twins. Yes. So we found out what the genders of the twins were. Knew we were having twins. Yeah. Like Andrew and <laughs> Andrew's having uh, twins. We're family. Yeah. The Manly Things Podcast family. Yeah, so we're having twins. And we went to this place to find out early what the genders are. Um, so we went there this last week. And our ideal situation was a boy and girl. We have one boy. And... Uh, just really wanted a girl, honestly, just at least one, and go to this place, and they start the, uh, what is that, sonogram? Is that what it's called? Sure. Sure. Anyways, <laughs> they started the uh, TV on the belly thing. <laughs> and uh, Ultrasound. Ultrasound. There it is. Sonogram. Where is it a sonogram? I may just sound really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so they have it. Well, first of all, this room has, like, sectionals in it with, like, dark room and candles and light music. And has like this like 80 inch TV right in your face that you're just sitting there. And it's weird because I'm on this big sectional by myself and Sam's there. So I'll just like sit back. It's like the second second and third one. So it's like, okay, let's just do this thing. And we look at baby A and like within like a minute, she's like, oh, got that one. 
and immediately I'm like, I, I said out loud, I know what that means. It's got a wiener. Yeah, there's something poking <laughs> out that makes it easy. And so all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, they're both going to be boys. Oh my goodness, they're both going to be boys. I even even just like said a small prayer. Like, Lord, let this other one be a girl. And so she started looking at B. And I'm sitting there, I don't know what I'm looking at when that's on the screen. I don't know how they tell anything because I'm just like, all I see is a blob. And it takes like 25 minutes. And so she finally comes out and says, all right, I can tell you both of them. Baby A is a boy and B is a girl. So we are having a boy and a girl. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Beth, best of both worlds. Yeah. And you have the best names picked out so far. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've already named Andrew's unborn children. Yeah. Bathsheba and Bartholomew. Bathsheba. I don't know if I want a girl to call her Bathsheba, the one who was caught bathing on the roof. <laughs> well, I mean, I know you guys potentially, they kind of want to sound the same. Two B names, yeah. two biblical, yeah. bar Bible B names. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a name king. So. Rahab. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's what's new with us. We're having a boy and girl. We're excited. Um, so what's new with you, man? Oh, man. Well, we're about to have baby number three any time now. Any second. It could be could during be this, tonight. Could be during could this podcast. Could be tonight. I hope not tonight, <laughs> but it could be tonight. Um, When's her actual due date? June 10th. Okay. June 10th. So we still got a ways away, but she's had the first two. Jet was a week early. Jason three weeks early. So it could be any time. But we went to the zoo uh, Sunday. And that was actually awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to pick the perfect days to go to the zoo. There is a method to this madness of picking <laughs> days to go to the zoo. Got to go on days where it's nice out. Yes. But it's not like so hot that you're miserable. Right. Because animals don't want to be miserable either. Like, <laughs> duh. Yeah. So it was awesome. We saw in North America, the wolves were out. All three species of the bears, the black bears, the polar bears, the grizzlies, they were all out. Uh, the cougars, uh, mountain lions, they were out. Oh, good. You're talking about the actually. cat cougars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were probably some other cougars out there, too. but Never mind. I just ruined your okay. train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, then we went into Africa, see the lions, cheetahs, zebras, giraffes, all that stuff. Um, and then we went and saw the elephants and... Then we kind of just pieced out after that. Yeah. Let the kids play a little bit. Yeah. Go in the reptile room. For whatever reason, Jet wanted to see snakes. I don't know what the deal is with the snakes, but he wanted to see them. So we saw that and left. But it was awesome. Yeah. Anytime I can see, like, all the bears, like, my, I think it's, like, the best day at the zoo. Yeah. See, I grew up in the Cincinnati Zoo, and the bear exhibits were far away. Like, you would see him, but they're far away. First time with the Columbus Zoo was with Judah. He was little, little. And we walk up to the grizzly bear, and it's, like, right there. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, we're literally, like, a foot away from this bear. It's just standing there right in front of us. And I thought for sure Judah was going to freak out. But, man, he loved it. Uh, Columbus Zoo is a pretty nice zoo. Yeah, it was fun. It's a good place. Take your kids out to the Columbus Zoo yeah. and Aquarium. On a nice day. On On one of those days, it's not too hot, but not too cold and i would imagine like sunday morning probably not super busy either oh uh, well i mean we went after church so it wasn't like yeah but it still wasn't super busy I see mean, i wasn't there... at church this sunday so i didn't even know you. yeah yeah you were uh on a junior senior retreat right yeah where did you guys go 
Zion Retreat Center in Flushing, Ohio. I don't have any idea where that is. It's southeast of here. It's weird, dude. So, real quick, don't want to get into this too much, but normally, like, retreat centers, like, campgrounds are, like, kind of in the middle of nowhere. This campground, we're driving this really small podunk town called Flushing, and all of a sudden, like, right there by the BP, there's, like, this sign that says Zion Retreat. And I said to the two youth leaders, the guys that were with me up front, I was like, this is kind of weird. It's like right here, turn left. And I'm not kidding. There's probably a thousand foot drop and you look like you're in the Northern Plains all of a sudden. Cause like one of our leaders is like, this doesn't even feel like Ohio. There was like no trees. It was all rolling hills, all grass. Uh, but it was a nice retreat. So we had a lake there. We had some kayaks and played some volleyball. The cabins were super, super nice. All the kids were like, dude, you didn't tell us we were like having a vacation home here. <laughs> so, uh, but having juniors and seniors is such a different retreat than having a whole youth group. And it makes it so nice. And you've See, been, a, you're you've... not allowed to say it, Andrew, because, <laughs> because you, you're the, the youth leader. Oh, I'm allowed I'm to allowed, say it. I'm going to, I'll say it for you. So you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. That is the dream retreat. The juniors and the seniors. Yes. The freshmen and sophomores like freshmen and sophomores, but. They're at that. Sometimes they get a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And then and go ahead got, and say it. And then middle schoolers, <laughs> man, that's just all out craziness everywhere. And the thing is, is I like it, but like they're just so different dynamics. Like yeah. with with middle schoolers were there, I was saying like at the campfire, you wouldn't just be. We sat at a campfire for like two hours, just talking, telling stories. And like if it was middle schoolers, we couldn't have done that. We'd have been like all over, like playing capture the flag and like doing pranks and stuff. So there's like two different things, like a yeah. fun, like, do you like that go, go, go with the middle schoolers? Or do you like the more laid back, let's kayak, let's fish, sand volleyball, campfire. Now, one of them I like a little bit better, but I do like both. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope so. So I got, I got roped into jumping in the lake and it was my own fault too. I saw that. I saw a video of that. You jumping in. It was in cold, very cold, super cold. We're eating pizza that night and, and, uh, in one of our cabins, all of us were out eating, and all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to get some people to jump in that lake. I said, I'm going to start a tradition that the seniors have to jump in the lake since this is like their last trip with teen life. There you go. So I'm going around, I'm telling all the seniors, like, we're starting this tradition. They're like, yeah, that sounds fun. We get down to the lake, and then one of our teens says, well, we're not going to do it unless you do it too. And then, like, they're all like, yeah, we're not going to do it unless you jump with us. And so... That backfired on me. Yeah, whatever, man. You might as well do it, <laughs> yeah. right? It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was cold, but like, it was fun. Cool. Setting traditions. Good, man. That's cool you guys did that. Yep. So, let's just go right ahead and let's get into our manly things topic of the evening. I was about to say 6-5. I was ready to end it right there. 6-5. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> this has been a good episode. Talk to you later. <laughs> So, all right, manly things. We've are on you, our. You li- need another cup of coffee there. I do, man. <laughs> we make it through. I'm waking up. <laughs> so uh, we're on our third episode of this tool series. Tonight we're yeah. gonna be talking a little bit about projects we've done, projects that we like doing, projects that we want to do in the future. Yeah, because you need tools to do projects. That's right, and yeah, what are the tools that you like to use during these projects too? Yeah. Um. I'll go first. All right. I think we should start just with our favorite project that we've ever done. 
All right, go ahead. Um, Hit me with your best shot. I bet you could probably guess mine. Um, I know what it is. <laughs> I haven't even told you, but the best project I've, my favorite project I've done is my gun cabinet mm -hmm. that I built with my papaw. Um, I built it, good grief, that was back in 2009, 2010. So it's about 10, 11 years old now. It's a beautiful gun cabinet. Um, I've never built anything that big before. I've kind of helped them with things. And I had all these guns, especially like uh, family guns, like heirlooms. And I was like, I want a cool case to display these. My papa was always like, well, let's just build it. Um, so we built it out of oak. And um, it's real nice. It's got a glass front. It's all wood, but it's got a glass front. It holds five guns. And we even built a cool storage on the bottom that you can put some ammo in with a basket. And then we even have a, a pistol drawer that locks with this dowel on the inside so you have to unlock the actual door to pull the dot the dowel out to open up the pistol drawer so it was kind of fun doing that and i'll tell you the one thing that came in handy with that and the reason why i bought this tool was the craig pocket hole i knew that's where you were going with that dude because <laughs> like we started building that and all of a sudden i was like man this thing comes in handy we used two different kinds of joineries one was the pocket hole craig and the other one was a biscuit, biscuit. joint yep a biscuit and uh, both of them are those are my two go-to biscuit no craig's but man the, after that i was like i gotta have a craig's pocket hole system but i love that gun cabinet had it for 10 or 11 years and hopefully it can withstand the time i mean it's made out of three quarter inch uh, solid uh oak so i'd imagine it will just so yeah oh, that's awesome that's a cool thing it looks nice too i've, I've seen it there in your house in the dining room area there and that's where we like to keep our guns <laughs> well i mean no i mean it's not like it's a it's not like it's a metal cannon or field and stream yeah a safe just after using as a decorative piece like it's a nice wooden cabinet yeah. that looks like it would belong somewhere as a showpiece and you know it just lets people know right away what they're dealing with when they yeah, walk into the home especially with that uh, little girl you're gonna be <laughs> that's right man dude yeah, I, I'm already even told Sam, like, I'm going to be way overprotective because I have a little sister and I'm already like the day she has a boyfriend, like I was always protective of her. So I'm like, I can already tell with this girl, well, Sam's going to have to like rein me in a lot. She's going to have two brothers too looking out for her. So your job won't be as difficult yeah. as you think because you're going to have some help. That's true. I hope, so. And I imagine they're both going to be two pretty big boys too. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's going to be a tough girl for having to deal with these two boys as well. So, yeah. So, yeah, man. So what's your favorite project that you've done? Oh, the, my favorite project. Let's see, see, I'm not, I've never been much of like a woodworker. So I've never done like a ton of, or really any crazy wood projects. I know I've got buddies that have made tables like really cool yeah. farm tables and done things i know you are more into woodworking and you've got your gun cabinet you've done some other projects for me a lot of the stuff i've done has just been like out of necessity yeah um and what that is is you know doing the basement in my house yeah so it's a lot of that stuff is putting putting up a wall you know learning how you know, frame a wall, put it up, drywall, um, doing, you know, mudding, learning how to do all that, how to make that look good so there's no seams and it looks looks really nice. So stuff that I've done has been more out of necessity, except for, with the exception of, and not that I did these all by myself, but 
you know, growing up through college, high school, and into college, um, I've worked with a masonry crew. My mm-hmm. uncle and my cousin are both masons, and they do concrete work as well. Um, and so I've partaken in a lot of those using yeah. lots of tools and, and, and things like that and have been a part of, but played a small part in some really cool projects um, mm-hmm. that we've done there too. But I'd say for me, my favorite one, I'm going to just kind of group these into one. My favorite one and one that I'm currently working on right now is building my workbench. I know we there talked about it a little bit last week, but uh, I've actually kind of got it up. Um, I've got to put the backing on it still, but I've got it painted. It looks nice, red, black. Uh, Your Milwaukee colors. Put Milwaukee on it. It's gonna it's gonna look real nice. I've got a uh, template drawn out and cut the first piece for a uh, rack that's gonna hang on there where I'm gonna house all my power tools. Um, so it's it's coming right along. It's turning out really nice. Yeah, so the, the picture you sent it looks good. Like I like the simplicity of it, but also like the utility look of it as well. Like it's a bench that you can do stuff on. Yeah. I put a pretty big top on it. It's yeah. like, um, Oh, 30, 30 some inches top. So it's almost, you know, any, any deeper of a tabletop, I wouldn't be able to reach the back. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of nice to have that plenty big space. So I'll have room to, you know, keep chargers and whatnot up there and yep. still have plenty of space to actually do work on. Yeah. So I'm pretty pumped about that right now. I, um, I would be too. It looks good. And plus, there's something about building something that you're going to use a bunch. Yep. Too. Something you need, something that's going to come in handy. Um, it's useful. So, yeah, I can see why that's your favorite right now. Yeah. So next on the agenda would be what are some recent projects that we've done, or at least one recent project that we've liked doing? Um, for me, you know, we just bought this house, and so as soon as we moved in, Sam gave me a lot of project ideas, meaning I want this. <laughs> yeah. Go do this. And one of them I really enjoyed actually making in this super, super simple were these picture ledges. I don't know why I like doing them, but I think maybe just because of the just usefulness of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and having them there in our living room as soon as we walk in. It's just like these big two um, picture ledges. They're like L-shaped with kind of a ledge on the front so that way the pictures don't fall off. And they're real heavy duty. We have a bunch of pictures on them. And yeah, stuff like that I like making. I probably have been just doing more of that just because, one, I don't have the money to buy solid hardwood to make furniture. Especially right now, right? Oh my goodness. Well, even in general, like when you're talking hardwoods to make furniture, I just can't do that right now. Like just, and I just don't have the time. So to make stuff like those picture ledges, um, I've made a table, like a small table with like metal industrial legs and just small pieces for around the house. Um, those are the ones I really enjoy doing right now, just because I can come home and spend 45 minutes on it at night. If yeah. I if I want to get downstairs and just do something, I can turn the radio on, do a couple small projects, or you know, do some urethaning and staining, and then hang out downstairs a little bit and. That's what I enjoy now. Yeah, cool. That's what uh, I like doing smaller projects like that too. One of the ones that I'd, I've done, I mean, it's not been that recent since we bought our house, but, uh, you know, just kind of put together some boards, you know, paint, sand, 
stain, mm -hmm. kind of give it like a rustic look, put them together. And the big uh, sign behind the couch uh, that we've got says, you know, as for me in my house, we serve the Lord. Yeah. And it's got this nice thing on it. It's a pretty big, pretty big sign. Uh, I put, put that, th well, I did the work um, and getting the boards ready. Uh, took them, took them over to my cousin's house. He had like a little pin nailer or a 18 gauge brad nailer at the time. I didn't have one. Yeah. And, you know, put those in for me and then had a friend paint the actual nice calligraphy wording wording on it but i like doing stuff like that too um, i think stuff like that's kind of fun mm -hmm. i've got i would like to do some more of that especially for the basement but a project that's kind of so my wife's going to laugh when i say this it's an ongoing project that i've started and it stopped uh is putting kind of like a pallet wall in the basement yeah so it's been started and then stopped for a year now <laughs> probably <laughs> i know didn't you that's what you'd use my table saw for wasn't it yeah yeah i ripped yeah how long ago was that i mean yeah about a year <laughs> probably a year ago I, yeah. I ripped them all down yeah uh, started sanding staining uh, i'm gonna have to make some cuts so i've i've done some of the stuff <coughs> to do it but I'm, I'm doing a pallet wall and it's going to take a long time too because you have to individually stain, um, mm -hmm. going with like grays, grays, blacks, grayish yeah. browns, intermittent throughout. So I'll do a wall with that, um, wrap around around my door uh, frame to the basement too in that area. Uh, want want to box in the uh, the post that you know holds your beam up. Yep. Uh, your brace. Uh, want to wrap that too, just to kind of finish. Do the finishing touches on the basement that I've put yeah. a lot of time and effort into in the last few years. Yeah, so. place to make your own and a place for the kids. Have some separate separateness there so yeah. that way they can play and you yeah. can have a place to do your stuff. And yeah. I get it, man. I'm trying to do something similar in our basement right now. Um, but yeah, I just love all the like the kind of like the small projects around the house. The stuff that's like, I didn't hire someone to do this. I did it. Yeah. I did it myself. I did it myself. So let's talk some future projects. What are some things that we got on our agendas that we want to do? And uh, obviously, like, you know, there's always stuff around the house. I can think of a hundred things right now, like putting a ceiling in the garage. I want to do that. I want to put a half bath in. I would like to do some of that. Like, even if it's just the framing and stuff, and then maybe let the plumbing everyone else do. But anyways, but the one that I really want to do lately that I've been kind of researching on is I want to make... Uh, a really big, nice cutting board, like the ones Meat Church sell that say Meat Church with Texas on it. Yeah. Except for I want to make one and just right in the middle, it's like going to be cool to get a, a wood burner engraver or something and do the Manly Things logo. Oh, right in the middle of this big old go. wood cutting board with like the trenches on the ends for the meat juice to run into. Yes. I would love to make my garage into like almost like a barbecue kind of palace out there, like get some running water and some oh, yeah. and some fridges and then have like a big old cutting board out there so that way I can take the meat right out of the fridge, put it on the cutting board, do everything, and set it on the grill. Dude, you're speaking my language yeah. there. Yeah, so I think it'd be cool to make just like a big old cutting board. So I just want to find a big old slab of wood and do some work. Cool, cool. I like that idea. I think I'd like to have a nice big cutting board for for stuff like that too yeah. Yeah, all those videos they all 
you know, they take their finished product, whatever they've cooked and smoked oh, yeah. or whatever, and they put it on these nice cutting boards and cut it up, and it's all just always so picturesque. Yeah. I got one that someone made me in Ashland. It's a big old cutting board wood. It's about like one and a half inch to two inches thick. Like this thing is thick, and it's a I'm big old I'm glad you old gave piece. us dimensions because he was showing me <laughs> with his fingers, and I'm like, I hope he's about to give me dimensions, otherwise no one's going to know how it's thick that is. It's about this thick. <laughs> And so someone gave us that, and I use that every once in a while. It's just cleaning those things. If it's just me at home, I'm gonna pull out the like white, like plastic one yep. <laughs> to use. Now, if people come over, I'll pull out the big wooden one to serve it on. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. For me, in future projects, I guess one, I gotta finish. I gotta finish the pallet wall that I've started. <laughs> however long ago and and get going on that but uh future project that we want to do one is um and this isn't wood necessarily but we're going to pour concrete this summer yep uh do a do an apron and a sidewalk so uh, that project um and then we'd probably i think my brother has some flooring for me that he got um from a job site at some some point or another he got flooring yeah uh, glue down vinyl which is what i put in my basement super nice um especially you know water resistant waterproof you're not you don't have to worry about it especially in like bathrooms yep. and bathrooms where kids are where pee's gonna be on the floor water comes out of the bathtub they're splashing don't act like you've never yeah. accidentally peed on the floor too difference <laughs> difference <laughs> I will wipe it up. <laughs> yeah. They will not wipe it up. There's a difference there. Oh, man. So, so I think uh, doing maybe our guest bathroom with that, uh, going through, re redoing it, putting in new flooring, probably have to do some uh, repainting and, and, and things of that nature in there too. But yeah. that'll probably be my next big undertaking. Well, if you need help, man, let me know. I just put in the... Uh... The flooring in our bathroom not long ago with the LVT snap flooring. Yeah, uh, my uncle did most of it. I did all the <laughs> I, I did all the cutting. He did all the measuring. So I can cut some flooring for you. There you go. <laughs> well, see, with this stuff, it's super nice because you just use a utility knife. That is true. All so you do just utility knife, snap it, yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, this stuff. You had the I had the table saw and the miter saw out there. It was actually a pretty good little system we had going. He was measuring. I was cutting hand pieces. We were locking them in the place. Yeah. And so we were just going back and forth and got it done quick. It makes a big difference if you've got that system going. Yeah. I know uh, my brother-in-law, brother-in-laws, and I uh, did a floor for uh, my wife's grandparents in their kitchen uh, several years ago. And we he would usually start laying. I'd go out and make cuts. Yeah. And we'd just rock and roll. And uh, it really went pretty quick so yeah. it's good stuff man well just let me know if you need any help yeah but i think this is wrapping up our tool series I, i've enjoyed talking tools projects and uh dream garages yeah yeah and power tools is one of those things it's a nerdy passion of mine yeah like i don't know why but it is it's a, one of the, my nerd things i nerd out on i like them it's one of those things that like i don't often have the resources just to go buy tools oh me neither but like i remember one year someone gave me like a 150 dollars gift card to lowe's and dude i was like yes i can go to lowe's with this and not feel guilty for like 
going and grabbing these tools that I'm only going to use once or twice. Yeah. But like, I want them. Yeah. Just something about having those tools. And so like when I get the opportunity to go to Lowe's or Harbor Freight and just like shop around with some money, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, actually, so along those lines and thoughts, I don't want to tease it so hard because I don't know if we're going to actually throw out links or anything. But uh, I was going to say it. But let's we I actually we just kind of came out with a blog post. Let's rephrase. You came out with a blog post. Okay, so I wrote a blog post about um, power tools and kind of specifically to dive in deeper about the battery platforms and yeah. why that's so important and how you can get into it. Yeah. How, what's an affordable way to get into it? What's uh, the best way to get into it? What Chicago are different ways electric. to look at it? It's yeah. all about Chicago electric. We're, we're talking about getting out of the Chicago electric <laughs> into something different. Milwaukee. Or, or anything. I mean, you want to go from a Bauer to a Ryobi. You want to go yeah. from a, what is it? What are some of the tools that... Uh, Walmart. Uh, oh, there's not, not heart, not the new heart stuff. Like, um, yeah, I know what you're talking. High power or whatever. They're yeah. like red and black or something. Yeah. You want to go from that to a Ryobi or, or Black and Decker or a rigid or something. It's Black and Decker. So Black and Decker. Uh, who owns that? Um, it's I believe it's the same company. Whoever owns, I think Dewalt. I have Black and Decker. Yeah, I was gonna say I have one Black and Decker thing, and it's I have one jigsaw that's a Black and Decker. So. That's a that's a story for a different time. But Black and Decker used to be like a really good top of the line tool. Yeah. No, no longer is it that. No. But um, anyway, I digress. Yeah. Blog. So post. there is a blog post. We'll probably end up putting a link to it. Don't judge us because we are just dabbling into this website. Um, Neither one of us are web designers or computer people really at all. I'm not a tech person whatsoever, whatsoever. I'm the least likely person to successfully put together a website, even on something simple like WordPress. So if you're listening and you know what you're doing with that, feel free. No, don't feel free. I'm begging you (laughs) to message me and give me a call, whatever it may be. Help me give a... Hook a brother up. Give me some tips. There we go. Because uh, it's all a learning process for us. There so. we go. There we go. Well, that is wrapping up our tool series. Um, it's been a fun one, but we are ready to jump into the 6-5. Six, 6-5 five. Six, five. Six, five se- uh, segment, and we are finishing. We're finishing the tool series, and we're finishing the book Play the Man by Mark Batterson. Look at that. Wrapping it all up. Boom. Boom. Put a nice bow tie on it. So efficient, like we planned it that way. And so we got one chapter to talk about. And so we're just going to talk about it a little bit. Um, it's chapter 10, last chapter in the book. It's all about the rite of passage. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed this um, chapter. I enjoyed listening to this chapter and the importance of rite of passage. And it was funny because he was talking about how a lot of places and like different cultures have like rite of passages for men becoming boys. And he was talking about. I forget what the where it is where they put those gloves on with the bullet ants. Yeah, and I, I'm saying it's funny because I had one of those like YouTube rabbit holes the other day, and I found this guy named Coyote Peterson. Have you ever heard of this guy? No. Okay, so Coyote Peterson, you gotta look him up. He goes around and gets stung by the worst like 
insects around the world. He lets like alligators bite him and stuff like that. He's this guy. He looks like a safari guy. He's probably like around our age. And he like was like, he went on this quest to like build his way up to a bullet ant sting. So he was like in Arizona finding some tarantula hawks and different things. And he takes these things, let them sting them. But I watched the one the other night where he got stung by a bullet ant. And like literally like this dude was screaming. And the most impressive thing is like every time this guy gets stung, like there's like no swear words at all. He's just on the ground just yelling like, oh, this hurts. This really hurts. And like there's like blood. Like, But look up Coyote Peterson. I went way off topic there. So Coyote Peterson. <laughs> he needs to be on well, the podcast. He, we need to get him on here. Obviously, he wouldn't have become a man because what? Those people, they had to like do it 10 different times. For 20 they, minutes. For 20 minutes and you could not cry. Yeah. And, they, and he even said like it was the worst pain. And they equivalate it to being shot with a gun. One sting. I don't want to feel that. I don't either. Like that's something I don't need to feel in my life but anyways back to it rite of passage um it's all about that rite of passage and he talks a little bit about what he does with his sons and so justin so i'm not talking the whole time share with us what you enjoyed in this chapter oh there's once again when when i read it there's i always highlight stuff and there's a ton of different things that i like but i find it interesting so two different things in this chapter, you know, they, they talk about um, there's a rite of passage and spiritually as well. And, you know, back in the Old Testament, it was uh, before they went into, before Joshua went into the the new land. The promised land. The promised land. Joshua 3. He, uh, they, they had to pretty much become circumcised. Yeah. And that was kind of the covenant. That was kind of like the rite of passage. It, it sounds silly now to like say that. But yeah. Back then, I'm sure it wasn't silly. So yeah. I'm but, sure there were like, but let's be honest, real life, real people like, hey, God wants us to cut off our foreskins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, really, like people may say like, oh, you're laughing about that. But these are real people. It's the same people like me and you. You got to think some of them are like, what? Like. But like you said, it was that rite of passage like, man, this is like what sets us apart in this covenant that we are God's chosen people. Yep. So that is the difference. But at first, you know, there's some guys like, are you sure we can't like get like a haircut? Can I get a tattoo? Yeah. Can we like can wear burn me right here? Can we like wear bandanas? <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, that part of scripture and like that um, particular you know, thing of being set apart uh, actually came up in another book that I'm reading right now, like this week. Yeah. So all of these different things came up this week in something else that I've read. So there's that. And then he also talks about um, the kind of the poem, the quote, The Man in the Arena by yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. I listened to another podcast this week where that was, it was the uh, Secret to Success Eric Thomas podcast. And that was one of the podcasts I listened to. They're, they're talking about that. And so I just find it interesting that here's two separate things that are in this chapter that I've also listened to and yeah. or read in another way, shape, or form. So to me, it's like I need to be paying attention because I feel like God's trying to tell me something. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what it is yet, but 
Either way, I'm getting hit with all this stuff that's, this week. That's cool, man. So, um, you know, the things I like is they talk about, you know, there needs to be a defining moment, you know, when we have, you know, our sons, when we want them to cross over into that manhood. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he talks about last week, we talked about the year of discipleship. But then what's that thing you do that yeah. really is like, this is the moment. Like, yeah. This is the defining moment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's just a, to quote this quick here, he says, we must give our sons a clear definition, a clear picture of manhood. The seven virtues of manhood aren't a complete curriculum, but they are seven courses of action. We also owe our sons a rite of passage. It is Making a man cannot be reduced to a rite of passage any more than a marriage can be reduced to a wedding. But that's where it starts. So this isn't saying like after they do a rite of passage, like, oh, you're a man now. Right. But it's where you're saying, okay, now I'm going to begin to treat you like a man. Yeah. This is where. Respon- the, the more responsibilities. Um, this is where you your act. journey of manhood yes. really starts. Yes. Um, and so, which I always think around that twelve kind of age, a little bit. I always always point it back to kind of like the age of accountability, too, yep. where they start realizing that they're they're in control of their own actions, and there's consequences to actions, and yeah. But the two things that he did with his kids are know, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. One was, you know, whitewater rafting. I forget exactly where what it was the other one was like a, a crazy hike through through a canyon yeah um as well that was you know something that's going to test you physically something that you're not going to forget um you know what i'm going to do to help you to understand what a man is <laughs> what are you going to do and everyone else should is to read about joshua joshua because i think it's funny you brought like joshua up in this because i've always said like if there's one guy in the bible i'm like that dude had to been a dude was Joshua to think that Joshua um, went with the 12 spies into the promised land and all of them except for him and Caleb came back and like there's giants over there like they're like they make us look like flies we cannot go over there and fight these guys and Joshua was like we can do it like let's go and like he was all gung-ho about it but because of the other ones God was like that you know everyone else got scared except for Caleb and Joshua and then Joshua fills in Moses' shoes when Moses dies. I'm like, Joshua had to have been like a manly man, like in the Bible, like. Well, he was a leader. Well, yeah, and well, and the thing is, he had the faith, yeah. which it's always weird reading the Bible, especially um, the Israelites that came out of Egypt and saw what God did in Egypt, all the plagues, part of the Red Sea, and then just to be like, oh man, God brought us out here just to die from these people. Like, did you just forget what happened back there? But, man, Joshua was an awesome guy. Like I said, that that guy, he's probably a jacked dude, which I can't wait to meet him one day. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's that's a good thing to, to remember, you know, especially because someday when that is the time that we have that year of discipleship, you know, that's something you can focus on. Yeah. That's something we can do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this... This last chapter really just kind of closed it out of the whole last part of the book of making the man and and how developing your your sons into what young men you want them to become or what what 
you see yeah. they have the potential to become. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just really like like this book in general. I so, do. And I told Sam the other, like last week, I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to plan like a covenant for us to sign. I'm going to plan a year of discipleship. Like, I'm doing this. For sure. And, and even so, like he even mentions it in the book of like, you know, in our head, like right now, we probably perceive it as one thing. Mm-hmm. When reality kicks in, it'll probably look different. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we will be busy, there there will be some, there will be more life uh, going on, more things, more activities yep. that our kids are a part of. But you know, it doesn't have to be perfect for it to be impactful. Yeah, yeah, and, and like he, like I think we read, it was like chapter eight or something, just calling men to be more part of their kids' lives. It was just a big deal. Um, investing in their lives, knowing that you're there for them, and just doing something. Um, I think it's just impactful enough. So yeah. it's been a good book. If you haven't read it, pick up Play the Man by Mark Batterson. It's a it's a great one. Mark's done a lot of uh, great books. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we're going to do next in this segment. But we've really enjoyed it. Yeah, we have. I uh, it's It's inspired me to become better. Um, for me personally and also for my family and, and how can I help raise my sons to be, to be better men than, than me. So, yeah. So good book, man. I appreciated it. All right. Well, this wraps us up our tool series, our book, play the man. Uh, we got some ideas of what's going to be coming up. I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. If you like this, share it with a friend who might also enjoy it. Yeah. Share this out. Uh, when we do posts on Facebook and Instagram, I know we don't do a ton. That's because we are both not techie people that are not social media type people. Nope. We're trying to be better, but that's just not quite who we are. No, we so, aren't. <laughs> so with that being said, if we do send something out, please share it. Please yeah. like it, whatever, whatever you do on social media. Yeah, something, whatever. But we are glad you're here listening. And as always, stay manly. Stay manly.